All right, thanks everybody for tuning into the Shore Thing today. It is July 29th. Where has the month gone? I know a lot of people are saying it, but truly, July has gone by fast. Warren and Ryan here with you today. Lots of stuff going on. I'm going to say too much sports going on for uh, late, uh, late, late July. NFL training camps getting underway. We'll talk about that since we didn't get to it on Monday. We'll talk Olympics, obviously, as we've both been watching a lot of Olympics. Baseball trade deadline, big trade made by the Rangers and the Yankees. We'll get to that. Lots of stuff going on. NBA drafts tonight. Don't think we'll really get on into that much. People wait for the uh, fallout from the draft today, but too, too much sports are going on. You can check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio podcast app, and Apple Podcasts. We'll be back again wherever, here every Monday and uh, Thursday. Ryan, how is it going? It's going well. Uh, Got a strong disagree that there's too much sports going on because if it was a regular year, we'd be seeing the SBs on ESPN and ESPN2 for about the 675th time. So I'm glad that that's not happening. Um, lot, Like you said, a lot of stuff going on, but uh, I don't think it's too much by any means. Well, it sounds like you have ESPN on ESPN and ESPN2 on in the morning, which I do not have it on or at all early during the day unless there's a game on. No, I actually don't. Um, every so often, I'll, I'll flip on. You know, like I, I had to, I had to go on an ESPN hiatus after the finals. Uh, but uh, in the morning, you know, you got the the get up crowd and the uh, the Stephen A. Smith. So I, I usually stray away from ESPN or in the early mornings. Um, okay, yeah, no, I I can't. The last studio show I watched on ESPN. Don't. I really don't know what it uh, what it would be. I think maybe get up, but that was like a long, long time ago. I really don't know. I'm not watching NFL live. I don't know. I I don't watch any of that stuff. I don't. People do, I guess, but uh, definitely not watching first take. Like I saw a couple of my friends. Was Marshawn Lynch on first take yesterday or whatever? A couple of days ago. Yeah, a couple of days ago. And they were like, "Oh, Marshawn Lynch is on first take with the red solo cup." I was like. What are, what are you guys doing? You're like 28. You're mine. We're 29. What are you guys getting ready for first take for? Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Who is even, who's even the, oh, Max Keller. It's a uh, Kellerman still, right? Yeah. What, is, what, are, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Yeah, it was funny. Uh, Marshawn in the middle of it. I don't know if you saw was going on one know. of his rants and, uh, he said something, he's like saying something about, I can't remember if it was the front office or somebody's like, you know, they were all on their bullshit, yada, yada, yada. And Max Kellerman was like, hey, give me, come on, man. That's a family show. He goes, yeah, and I'm a family man. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> and Kellerman, Kellerman had no comeback for it, but it was it was perfect. It was awesome. It was, it was quintessential uh, Marshawn Lynch. That's very, very funny. Um, all right, so uh, quick, let's, let's uh, um, put a wrap on the TikTok talk from, uh, from Monday, a little update. We've, we've pretty much petered out at uh 6.3 million views uh i'm going to look right now we're still getting here look there's a couple there's still people commenting it's called the sky ball which i think is crazy you just just can't open up the i don't know the uh the about 4500 people that have already commented on it and see that it's been commented i don't know 4200 times that it's called the sky ball but uh yeah we're at about 6.3 million views 580,000 likes You've you've also said, or we were talking about the the big time um, move is when you get crossover to Instagram. We made crossover to Instagram, as we said before, uh, overtime during the show picked it up, but then a couple other meme accounts that really just steal a bunch of uh, uh, content were out there, even though they did credit. But uh, one of them asked if I had sold the rights. And I said, no, I have not sold the rights. Send me the agreement. And they read the message and they did not respond. <laughs> <laughs> so were they, I would like to know, were they expecting me to like, say, yeah, you could have the rights or like what, what was their next move when they said, have you sold the rights? And I said, no, send me the agreement. Like what, what were they thinking I was going to say? Yeah, I don't know. I thought for sure that that was finally culminating for you getting the bag, uh, but it's, <laughs> I guess that was uh, not the case whatsoever. 
Yeah, not maybe maybe they were just trying to cover their own butts just in case like you had sold the rights. They want to make sure they credited the right people so that they didn't get, you know, a DMCA or something like that. Maybe that was it. Maybe they weren't even trying to give you the bag. They were just trying to cover their own butts. Yeah, maybe because the message is they were like, oh, we gave you proper credit. Is this good enough? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't really care. Um, just put the handle in there or whatever. But uh, yeah, I was uh, I was surprised that there was no. I would just wanted to see what they agree, what the agreement was if they wanted to buy the video, because mm -hmm. I would be like, why would you want to go buy that video? It makes no sense. If you really want to serve that bad, you could go literally screen record it yourself and watch, go back and watch the match or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so that's, uh, that's where we ended up um, on the old uh, viral TikTok. And your boy tried to catch fire while the uh, while the iron was hot, and it, it just hasn't happened yet, huh? Who, me? Yeah. With my police chase? Police chase, you know, a couple other Olympic videos. What was my other Olympic video? It wasn't the the, uh, the triathlon or whatever. Oh, the 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 uh, the triathlon that got that that got uh, like eighty five hundred views. Amelia uh, is now the bar. Millie is not the bar. No, the Millie is the bar. No, I look. I'll the I'll tell I'll tell you what. I'll take the police chase at eighty. I, yeah, the police chase. And look, I thought that was a good enough crash that was a crossover for. Uh, the ending was worth it. Maybe I needed to do a better job of say like, hey, wait for it. Like people say, wait for it. So then people are like, oh, I gotta watch this. Yeah, I probably should have done that. Probably more. It would have gone viral, but. 8,500 on that, 8,400 on that. I'll take it considering my other videos would get like 300. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll take it. Look, we got, we got things in the hopper that, uh, we got to do. You can start wiggle dicking. No, 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 no. <laughs> Olympic wise, Olympic wise, Olympic, Olympic wiggle wise. dicking. No, no, I'm telling you, I, uh, um, um, we're, uh, we're the, the key is the race walk. Can my race walking video, can that take off? Because race walking is an electric sport. I think there's got to be a poop joke in there. Like, oh, when you're, you know, about to poop your pants or something like that. Well, should walk. I do, should I do when the guy pooped himself, I think in London and he passed out? <laughs> Hope we get a little bit of this going on. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, I do remember that. I, I remember he's that, like yeah. passed out as a Russian guy, I think. Yeah. Maybe I say, hey, let's get ready for the race walk by getting this throw back here. <laughs> um, I don't know. We got who knows? We got to see. We got to. So I was watching rowing on um, Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday night. And you never see a boat go sideways. Well, Britain was trying to catch catch up on Australia or whatever. And that boat was diagonal and it was heading for one of the other boats and i was like please crash my camera is ready i am ready for you to crash they went in the other lane they did not crash but i was i was waiting for a nice rowing accident my dad said a uh, uh a rowing boat capsized during the race so maybe i gotta go back and find that and yeah that's that. yeah that's that's gotta be I, I didn't even hear about that or see that anywhere i know i didn't either so maybe that's the one i gotta go find is the boat getting uh, capsized? But uh, all right, that's enough. Uh, TikTok talk. Well, TikTok TikTokers are hot water right now. They're not getting paid for that big uh, boxing match. But uh, that's enough on that. All right, the Olympics. The big story is obviously Simone Biles and what uh, that happened on Tuesday morning when she uh, backed out of uh, the gymnastics. Uh, team final for uh, mental health reasons, so that has definitely brought out the uh, brought out the pitchforks on both sides. Of is it wrong what you did? Blah blah blah. This and that. People praising her. People getting at her. Look, I I mean, how are you gonna? T My whole thing is how are you gonna tell someone when they're as she said before, even leading up, like after the qualifying rounds. It feels like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. And when you have, like, I cannot imagine that feeling that you feel all this pressure to go out there and then perform. And then when she said in her vault, like they said, I was watching the coverage live and they're like, oh, her vault, she missed her spin, 
which I would say for any athlete is at the Olympic level is probably pretty rare. And then when you're talking about Simone Biles, like when's the last time she's missed a spin or lost track of herself in the air? Uh, probably has not happened for a really, really long time for her. So that probably brings some alarm bells. And if you're losing yourself in the air on the vault, and that's probably going to lead to potential injury rather than whatever, I totally fine with what she did. And it's it's her choice. She 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 probably, in all honesty, helped the team get a silver medal. I know people are like, oh, she let him down. She let him down. Um, but uh, but she probably helped the team get a silver. If she was, if her head wasn't going to be in it. But this has brought out the uh, take wars on both ends. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it definitely has brought the worst in both sides. Um, you know, and even even people defending her, I think everyone wants to which i think is correct you know like kind of like you said it's it's her decision it's up to her um when they talked to the team after they won that silver medal uh suny lee she kind of said it perfectly she's like look this is what we're doing this is our choice we she i mean for lack of a better term she pretty much said we don't owe you guys shit like we're doing this for us we're doing this yeah for the country but this was our decision to be here uh we we don't owe you anything simone biles doesn't owe you anything like you know you can be upset all you want but at the end of the day it really doesn't matter what you think um, but I think that there can be, I don't think you have to be on one side or the other. I think you can support Simone Biles and also kind of be bummed that she, that she did quit. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think that's kind of where I fall where it's like, you want to see, we, we were literally just talking on Monday, talk about how she's the greatest ever. Right. And, and it's, it's understandable that if you don't feel like you can give your best, then yeah, absolutely. You know, don't go out there and, and risk it risk injury risk, you know, just absolutely blowing it for your team. Cause what if she tried to push through it and she just went out there and stunk then all or of a sudden an ACL. Well, not, I mean, not injury aside, injury aside. Okay. Let's, let's just say yeah, I know, that, I know. if she just went, went out there and was just bad and they end up getting fourth place and it's like, Oh man, Simone Biles really blew it for everybody. And then it comes out. Well, Hey, I wasn't right in the right headspace, but I had to push through for my team. Yada, yada, yada. You know, then people would be like, well, if you didn't feel like you were in the right headspace, then why did you go on? You know what I mean? It would have been a catch 22 yep. regardless of what she did. Um, so like I said, it's uh it, it was a, a bold choice for sure. I mean, I think just the fact that she did um, pull out from not only the team, but the uh, individual event is a bold choice and a brave choice that I think a lot of people wouldn't have had the balls to do because you're at the biggest stage of your career. Uh, you know, maybe not for Simone because she's been at the Olympics so many times, but for most people, you know, you're the biggest stage of your career, one of the biggest events of your life. And you're like, you know what? Look, I just don't have it. I don't have it mentally. I don't have it physically. And I just can't get it done. Uh, and so, you know, she, she did what she felt was right for her and her team. And you got to stand again, whether you agree with her or not, you, I think you have to support her because she, it was her decision to make. And that's the decision she ended up ultimately, uh, uh, coming up with. Well, and just look at the organization that is us gymnastics. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like you don't have to like trying to, what trying I mean, to, trying to white knight for USA gymnastics. Like, please, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, screw you. If anything, you're, you're upset for, for her teammates not USA gymnastics. It's for her teammates. If you're upset for anybody for her pulling out, but USA gymnastics can go suck it. Like I don't look at the people that have, I always love the, like, they're like, Oh, USA gymnastics. I mean, literally the team doctor was put in jail for sexually assaulting, uh, the athletes, the gymnasts. Okay. And she said that one of her last, like she wanted to be one of the, like she was going to be, I think the last person from Larry, that Larry Nasser from that incident or scandal that she was going to be the last one that was in the Olympics. So she wanted to do that to like stick it to us gymnastics and make them look even more bad. Like imagine the pressure thinking of that. Like the only reason I'm doing this is because of this horrible situation and go look at all the other, like people are bringing up like Mary Lou retina and all the other people like her getting carried off on the vault guess what? That's bad. That's not, they're like, Oh, look at her. She fought through this. Guess what? That's not good. That's abuse. They're, they literally abused her to do the vault so she could do it. Yeah. It was amazing. She did that, but like she was abused. There was another gymnast that was tweeting out. I can't remember her name, but it was, uh, um, um, but she said I had a tibia and they forced me to do the vault. Uh, she was an American gymnast. Like the, the, you, you, yes, as you said, you can white knight for U.S. gymnastics. Like they've they've abused girls uh, on and off the mat for for 
for years for, for saying, you have to fight through this pain. You have to do this. And she just said, you know what? Screw you. I'm doing it my own way. And you know what? She was, it wasn't like she was pouting on the sidelines either or off. She was cheering on the teammates going right. Like she was cheering them on hard. She was still being a supportive teammate and a friend of them out there. So it wasn't like she was just like, she like shunned them. She was doing what she thought was best for the team to get a medal. A hundred percent. Yeah. If she was like standing there and trying to make it, you know, about her or, or whatever it may be, or maybe if she just went back to the locker room, I think that would have been fine too. If she just went back to the locker room or wherever they are and just stayed there. But yeah, she was out there trying to be a part of the team still without being able to, to, uh, uh, you know, perform or whatever, whatever you want to participate in, in the event. And, uh, so yeah, like you said, she was there for, for emotional support, um, for a team. And I think that's gotta be even tougher because it's like, I should be out there. Right. I, and it's not even like a physical injury where you can't be out there. You're out there because of what's going on in your own mind or whatever the case may be. And you know, you're fighting your own battles in that case. But, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, she was, she wasn't out there grandstanding or anything. It was, she was out there being supportive of her teammates and they, uh, you know, carried on without her and, and ended up doing a fantastic job. They did. And you got to hope that she, one of the things I wonder, so no fans and they only have coaches. I wonder if it would have been different if her, if families would have been allowed to attend. Like if she could have talked, I look, I assume she talked to her parents on the phone, but like if she, if her parents could have been there in the stands or if there would have been some comfort level like that, if she had some family in the crowd, like I wonder if it would have been different if they were there rather than here, here in the States. I, I, I don't know if it would have been different, but she probably would have felt a little more comfortable if they were at least in the crowd. Yeah, probably. I yeah, man, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, maybe that maybe that is the case. I was just I was just uh, wondering about that, but um, yeah, and I mean it's really not a shocker when you look at the people putting her down or criticizing her, and then the people that are standing up for her. like it's really not a shocker who falls on what side. Mm -hmm. And if I got to hear this Michael Jordan debate. One more time this is about so... he never quit. The dude literally left to go play minor league baseball in his prime. Like I'm done. Like we, Michael Jordan is a great, great competitor, but we think he's like the greatest competitor of all time or greatest athlete of all time. Don't really think like he's a good one. Don't get me wrong, but like he has his flaws too. And he just quit the game when he was at his peak and everyone's like, Oh, look what he did. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, no. Everyone, as soon as soon as somebody that's very good or or considered the best in their uh, in their field, automatically it's like, well, Jordan this, well, Jordan that, and it's it's a tired, tired uh, uh, comparison. Very tired. Of, like, listen to what Michael Phelps has to say when they bring him on TV. I think that's a that's a guy that guess what knows what Simone Biles is dealing with because he had the weight of like two Olympics on his shoulders twice in in mm -hmm. 2008 and then in London again. Everybody he was the prime he was the, he was the showcase for the event and people he dealt with it. But look at the consequences that it that it had later down the road. Didn't he he got a DUI like he he has not been he's much better now. But he was in some dark places that he said like it. it 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 screwed him up big time. So he's 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 a great guy to listen to to hear what uh, Simone is dealing with. Yeah, no, absolutely. But uh, hopefully she she does some of these individual events that she's qualified for. She qualified for all four. Even if, if she doesn't have to do all four, maybe she does two of them or whatever, just so we could see her again uh, compete. Because as we said, she is un amazing to watch out there. So hopefully she can uh, she can do that. The swimming has been pretty good. The Americans. Uh, got some good medals last night. Caleb Dressel, a nice gold medal. I've Dan Hicks. I know he got a little early on the call there of, of saying that he won the race. It was very, very close. Katie Ledecky's final, uh, leg in the four by 200 last night was pretty impressive. Um, after she almost, she pretty much put the team on her back and almost won the gold came up just shy, but, uh, things have been pretty good. I would say swimming wise. I've enjoyed that. I will say, look, I, I like seeing the family's reaction. Oh, uh, what was the girl from uh, Lydia Jacoby, the girl from Alaska winning? That was yeah. an awesome reaction there. Yeah. I like seeing the reactions videos of the families, but I think I could do without them trying to talk to each other in the yeah. interview. Afterwards. It's never like, gone smoothly. Like it, it, <laughs> it, never, it never goes smoothly. And I will say this. Yesterday, last night's connection with Dressel was the best. 
but I don't think they told either of them that they could talk. It was like, hey, just look at each other. And then they're like, oh, they could hear you. And they started talking. That was a nice thing. But I could do without the interaction, all for the reaction videos, but I could do without the, like, talking to each other over the video conference. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, because it never goes smoothly. It's a there's a delay. It's a choppy, like, uh, Skype stream or something. Did you one of my favorite moments so far? of of post uh event interviews was after that australian girl beat katie ledecky for the second time in the final uh they were like they were talking to her i don't know if you saw this and they go if you could you know i just see this if you could sum up how you feel right now what would you say and she just goes oh you fuck yeah and then as soon as she <laughs> says that she follows that with an oh shit and on live tv on that international tv on the live broadcast on nbc which I thought was hilarious and very, very Australian of her. Yeah, we're just lucky she didn't drop a C bomb. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was really good. What uh, have you branched out to more events that you've been watching? Oh, yeah. I mean, pretty much every, I mean, mixed uh, doubles table tennis the other day was, was quite, quite entertaining. Um, you know, we've been keeping up with the handball. Um, I know we're getting ready for track and field coming up. Swimming and gymnastics has kind of been taken over. Uh, we were both watching the uh, USA softball gold medal game the other day that oh. they ended up losing, which was I, I put that on two people. I put that on the head coach and I put that on Kat Osterman. Kat Osterman, she pitched a shutout. She pitched well. She pitched well for sure. But the reason she started that game was because the only game she's ever lost in the Olympics was to Japan in the 2008 gold medal game. So it was a redemption story. Monica Abbott should have been on that on, in that circle from pitch one to the very end. That's exactly what they what they should have done. I know the girl in the middle. I can't remember her name. I know she's the one that gave Corona, up the two runs. I, think. Uh, I know she's the one that gave up the two runs. But uh, I think if Monica Abbott is on that is in that circle, that uh, USA has a much much better chance to to win. Uh, the Japanese pitcher Ueno, she's been—I think she's been an Olympian for the last like 30 years. She's just an absolute well, monster. Only been in the, it's only been in the Olympics. It hasn't been there since 2008. Right, but played for the national team gotcha. uh, for the last 30 years. So shout out to her. Um, but uh, you know, USA has a chance there, and they get the that wild ricochet shot off the third baseman where the where the shortstop catches it and uh doubles off the runner at second to to end the inning but uh so that was that was a lot of fun but yeah you know we're watching we're, we're keeping an eye on everything i swear that live i thought the ball hit the ground i thought so too that's like, why i was like i, I, I didn't was understand like, why did she happening? throw to second base yeah that she's sick what's going on here no i agree i, I thought the same thing and then we were talking about japanese uh softball players doing the head first slide in the first base oh. only like is that they, that did you see one of them run through the bag you, you know, not that comes to mind, but because every time they were sliding into head first, uh, head first, and then you text me and you're like, do they know that they can run through it? And I was like, dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. It's hilarious. Like I had on my computer, I had the gymnastics and I had the softball on. I was like trying to keep up with both or whatever. But every time I looked up and they they put the ball in play, no one was running through first base. I was like, it was just. It was crazy how they did, how they were not doing that, and I I disagree with your Cat uh, Osterman take. Just because she didn't give up any runs, and she gave up what two hits, but she got out of a jam or whatever. If anything, they should have put Abbott in after her, and not the other girl in the middle. Yeah, that I didn't. That's the, that's the thing. That's what I didn't. That's what I would have. Uh, but they also what they got two hits. Yeah, I think three hits. You're, you're Japan, not winning. Japan had eight hits. Yeah, you're not winning when you only get two hits. Yeah. Um, but that girl made a great catch to st keep it a two run game. Yeah. Robbed the home run. Yeah. Robbed the home run. That got a nice reaction out of me. Um, but yeah, saw baseball. I think the baseball team starts uh, tomorrow morning. Um, so that gets, they, there's only like what, four, five, like six teams in baseball or something. I was looking yeah. that up. It's very weird what they're doing. So that's how about Ian Kinsler playing for, uh, for Israel? Japan. Israel. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, there's some other guys playing for other nations that are American, I think, too. Yeah. You usually get the Italian. That's a big thing with the Italians, too. You get, you get, yeah. get an Italian-American, and they'll uh, they'll go over to play. Like, who that. was it? Who uh, Maybe Nick Punto a couple years ago was playing for the Italian team. And I was like, that guy's like, I think he's from, like, Georgia or something like that. I'll tell you what. I wonder what how much Kins Kinsler doesn't have anything in the tank left because – 
your boy's been seeing him play a lot of golf the last year. <laughs> <laughs> so unless he's really got back in the uh, taking ground balls and got back in the cages, uh, I could tell I could I because I know before he was last year during the pandemic, he was playing lots and lots of golf. I know that for a fact. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, it should be interesting. It's, uh, I haven't been watched. So my watching thing with the uh, prime time is, so I've already seen the gymnastics. So swimming starts at like eight 30. So I won't really watch the prime time show, uh, until it gets to the live swimming. So I'll watch, I'll put on like USA network or NBC sports and watch that until then. And then I'll keep it on. But, uh, the canoeing is cool. I like that. Um, they put that on, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what's, what's going on. You know what? When we were talking about Olympic TikToks and videos or whatever, I was watching the time trials for cycling and they kept replaying crashes, like major wrecks of these women. Mm-hmm. And I, and I would be, I look up at the screen and there'd be a major crash. I'm like, Oh, did I just miss it? That could go viral. They're like, Oh, that's from 2016. I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Like you're, you're, I'm, I'm, come on. I'm trying to make some content. Why are you, why are you showing flashbacks of all the crashes this woman's doing? Like, just keep it, keep it to this year, say 2016 on the picture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the athletics are underway. So I was looking at the athletic schedule, the track and field. There's going to be some finals live in prime time here in the States. And then there's also the majority of them are going to be in the morning. So that's kind of a nice, uh, a nice uh, wrinkle there. Um, yeah, because we saw, you know, uh, uh, I won't spoil it, but we've already seen who wins the all around yes. uh, for gymnastics. And I told Jamie, I was like, oh, yeah, did you see so and so won it? She's like, wow, thanks. Spoiler alert. I was like, oh, my bad. Because yeah. she, she's a big primetime watcher. Yeah, I, the, the ratings have been down. And it's, and people are like, oh, look at, I love the people. Everybody wants to make the, as their own thing about the ratings being down of like, oh, look. These people don't want to watch blah, blah, blah. This and that. Look, there's no Michael Phelps star and half of the show is taped because it's 13 hours away. Like that's yeah. going to happen. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's. And, like, and I think it being on Peacock has a lot to do with that too. You know what I mean? Like it's a streaming channel. What? The Olympics that they with it being, I don't know how they factor into if they're just doing the, uh, you know, the, the, the network ratings where it's, you know, yeah, the networks, and then they, they put in the streaming. Well, the, the streaming Peacock has a lot of live events too. I know, but they they're adding that to the prime time numbers live. There's like oh, are they? They're adding streaming. So like I think, but that's what two- I'm saying too. So so a lot of people don't have that, and so I you know you're you know you know what I'm saying like if For you're sure. basing it off of, but I guess it would still even out anyway because people would be watching it on on prime time on the network TVs anyway. So I guess it really yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. So I think they said like 18 million people watched. Tuesday night's prime time. That was like t- down 10 million from Rio, but in Rio, practically everything was live because of the time change. And then in Beijing, it was like 36 million people or London. Beijing was 36 million because the swimming was live mm-hmm. um, because of the time they, they were able to swim in the morning. I do wonder what the, they were talking about. this a little bit. I do wonder for the athletes and swimming, like how, how it messes them up when they're doing, the finals in the morning and then the qualifying and this, then some of the prelims at night, like that's got to throw them off. They were mentioning when Katie Ledecky won the 1500, that they're figuring out how to get their body temps hotter because it's hotter later in the day when they swim at night and in the morning it's cooler. So that definitely has to throw the athletes off there in the pool. Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing too. Uh, You know, I was trying to figure it out because you know, obviously I knew that they were, they'd be, they swim multiple times a day, uh, you know, the, either the same event or different events. So I was curious about how that would, how that was working out for them as well. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe that's affecting some performances or whatever, but, uh, no, it's been good. We got another week left. Golf started last night. Enjoyed that. Step Straka in the lead. My guy, Thomas Peters in second, um, love the tall Belgian. Uh, so we'll see what, uh, but that is your is your is your buddy caddying for Cebu in the Olympics or not? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I didn't. Did he qualify? Oh yeah, because him and Sung Jay are playing not to uh, go to military service. Yeah. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'll have to double check on that. Because like, I think Sung Jay and Siwoo both withdrew from the Open Champ British Open Open Championship, whatever you want to call it, and didn't play like the last four or five PGA tour events 
Uh-huh. There's because of like, hey, if we get a medal, we don't have to serve in the military for two years. Yeah. So. Um. Um. So yeah, that's a lot of pressure on them, and then, uh, but it's uh, it's good. The golf was good last night. The course looks pretty good, so that is going on as well. Men's basketball beat Iran by about sixty. So, which you know they're back on track. Remember, I said if they don't if they don't win by sixty, then we're gonna have an issue. I I saw this guy post a video here. I am referencing TikTok again, but the TikTok gamblers are a hilarious place. This guy was dead serious. He goes, guys, I think we got to take Iran or Iran plus. 39 and maybe even sprinkle the money line. And I was like, dude, you cannot be serious. And he posted, sprinkle the money line. He, oh my God. What an idiot. The money line was plus 2000. Yeah. And he put like a hundred bucks on it. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? No way they were going to lose. What are you doing? Bunch of a, a, a moron. I mean, he got roasted in the comments. Um, but all right, that is uh, the Olympics. We will talk about it on Monday as we will see what happens as more stories uh develop out there all right let's go to uh baseball little trade with the rangers they ship joey gallo out still not official yet but they ship him to the yankees um they were gallo said he wanted to stay it's also joey gallo bobblehead night saturday night at the ballpark so that's a little awkward don't know if that's still going to happen or what they're going to do with the bobblehead but they got four prospects i think three uh infielders and a hitter or three and three hitters and a pitcher. Um, I will say I've seen Yankee fans tell that they haven't, that they didn't give up a top 10 prospect, but then people that actually rate prospects are like, those are preseason rankings. And when these guys get re-ranked, they would have been top 10 in the system, but they uh, ship Gallo out there. And uh, yeah, I would say it's uh, these, the Rangers owners know uh, they are the master grifters. Let's rip off Arlington taxpayers for a new dome stadium. Cause we're going to leave and Arlington wants them to stay. And then I understand this year, they're hoping to be a little better or it looks like on the rebuild things could take a little longer. And you got Gallo up um, as a free agent after the 2022 season. But I think you got Yeah. I think they had to keep the guy um, just to say, Hey, we're going to make him the cornerstone here and see what happens, pay him the salary. Because, I mean, they signed Jack Leiter yesterday, too. I've heard people speculating he could be in the big leagues next year, so that's like the first sign they've got some good pitchers in Frisco right now. But uh, they ship him out because they probably don't want to sign Gallo to a deal and uh, get some prospects in return. Yeah, I'm, I'm as a Yankee fan, I'm ecstatic about it. Um yeah, the Yankees, they they did give away some big-time prospects, not some big-time prospects, but some good prospects. But one of the great things about the Yankee farm system for once in, a, in forever is they got some good depth. So, you know, they were willing and able to get rid of some of these guys to bring in a power lefty bat. Um, if you listen to the show that I did when Warren was out, Matt, Matt, or excuse me, Joey Gallo was a guy that I mentioned that I would love for the Yankees to target at the trade deadline. I threw him out there and Matt Olson. I knew Matt Olson was going to be, you know, probably impossible or not, not likely. Uh, but Joey Gallo, I know he strikes out a ton. I know he hits like, you know, hopefully 200. But, you know, if he can give us 20 home runs here, you know, or 15 home runs here and add a little pop to that lineup, that's what the Yankees need. You know, I, I, I would almost prefer before this move, I said, you know, I pre- kind of prefer that they don't make the playoffs. I kind of think I still feel that way because I don't think this is, um, what it's going to take to get them over the edge. Uh, you know, if anything, it's going to be another, another playoff run that they, you know, flame out rather quickly if they do even make it. Uh, but you know, going forward, if, if they can keep them around and sign them for, for some decent money where they're not breaking the bank, uh, I think this could end up being a, a good relationship, you know, in Yankee stadium with that short porch and, and his big swing. I do think it's funny how you have, you have, you're on board for Joey. I love Joey gal. I think he's great. But you've been the guy that has been I'm your anti low average on base guy, hits more than walks, blah, 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 this and that. And now Joey Gallo is like the epitome of the three tool or is the, the three true outcome, walk, home run, strikeout, low average, high on base, and all that stuff. 
No, I mean, yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, but the biggest thing I'm looking at is the power bat at Yankee Stadium, the left-handed power bat at Yankee Stadium. You know what I mean? It, and I think he's going to be able to run into a few more home runs. Uh, look, I mean, the guy doesn't hit cheap home runs. Most of the time when he hits a home run, like he fucking smokes it. So I don't know how how often it really uh, is going to come into play, but – you know, I kind of like to see how it does play out. And if he does, maybe if he is able to scratch out a couple extra ones uh, because of the short porch, because of the jet stream flying into a uh, right field. And, uh, you know, it's just as long as this is the problem with Yankee fans, though. And, and again, you can maybe throw me into this. I'm a big I'm kind of anti Stanton. And if you're going to be anti Stanton, you kind of kind of be anti Aaron Judge, right? Even though Aaron Judge is better uh, with the average and gets on base a little bit more. Um, these big righties that, that swing for the fences and, you know, we, we're almost getting too many of them. And I know Joey Gallo kind of fits that he's just over on the left side, but if for some reason, somehow, some way Stanton and judge can kind of turn their seasons around and a judge is still hitting, I think like 290 or something like that. So it's not bad. Maybe not that high, maybe like 275. Uh, you know, some of these other guys can kind of start coming along a little bit and add some, some, uh, offense to the lineup. I think Joey Gallo fits in perfectly with the rest of them. I mean, he's, he's pretty much having his best off offensive season of his career going back to 2019 when he only played 70 games, but he was hurt for the back half of the year. I mean, he's already got two more walks. He sets a career high in walks. Um, he's at 74 right now. He's, he's on his slugging is right around career high numbers. He's on base a little, or his ops a little bit lower, about 100 points lower than his uh, career high in 2019. But yeah, no, he's... Well, the other thing too, you to mention, he's a gold glove defender. Yeah. He's a great defender and uh, need that in the outfield. That's another thing why I think they would have. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll be interested to see if, if they, because uh, the guy they have playing center field right now, Greg Allen, he's, he's a pretty good defender. He's uh, a great defender. As I say, he, uh, isn't he a former uh, Indians guy? Yeah. He can't hit a lick, but he's a good defender. He's hitting 300 for us right now. Um, yeah. Hitting must 300. Be lucky then. 450 OBP. Um, so he's playing well out there. So that's why, but that was one of the things to say is I wonder if we see Gallo in center field. Cause that's one of the things the Yankees really need, or if they maybe shift him over to left or shift judge over to left and kind of see how they, uh, how they align that. Yeah. We'll have to see, but, uh, um, I think it's funny that you're definitely in a pickle with the, uh, Yankees right now. Oh, big time. Oh, big time. I, I'll be, I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, like I said, I'm excited. Let's see how it plays out, but I'd almost rather them just not make the playoffs. And then that way I can kind of put my mind at ease and get ready for football season after, uh, the emotionally draining NBA season I had to endure. Um, this is why I said with the England has it better when they only care about one sport. Yeah, it is. I'm serious. They have it better. I, this is this is why I uh, this is why I look at that. But I, all right, you know, I, I think you I think you might be onto something. I'm serious. Like why why in baseball season or whatever everyone's it's baseball season now. Everyone's timelines are getting flooded with with crappy blurry photos and videos from beat reporters uh, at NFL training camp. That's getting underway. And then let's just throw the NBA draft in the middle of it. Why do I have to like? take time out to care about the draft tonight. Like too much, as I'm saying, we are, we, we have too much going on of just one sport. We could focus on, Hey, like they're doing now. They got preseason games going on now in the premier league, the transfer market, which is free agency pretty much over there. That's still going on. And the season starts two weeks from uh, tomorrow and they're on the way and off they go. Um, and it goes all the way till May. That's, that would almost be a lot better. But all right, we'll get to NFL training camp, whatever. The the Hall of Fame game is next Thursday. We got a preseason game next Thursday, yep. which is crazy to think about. But I would say if the three top storylines of the NFL in the NFL world right now are rank them in whatever order you want, Aaron Rodgers, vaccinations, and Deshaun Watson. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know whatever order you're in, whatever order you want to put them in. I'd probably say Aaron Rodgers is one. Aaron vaccinations, Deshaun. That's what I would. That's what I would go with too. But the Rodgers situation, who knows what's going on there? I guess he's playing this year, and then he could leave after this season. I don't really know. Um, he's just 
uh, look, I've always liked Aaron Rodgers. This I I like I still like him. I almost like him even more. I like this little I don't care mentality. I I don't whatever vibe he's going on right now. I'm really digging it. I just I I I'm like what he's doing right now. I don't know why, but I'm digging it. Look, we know that this guy can carry a grudge, right? I mean, if yeah. he's not happy with you with the way either he feels you've treated him or whatever, he'll carry a grudge. Um, so the fact that my favorite thing so far, and this might be what you're talking about, is his press conference the other day of just yeah. how he I mean, he wasn't pulling any punches. He wasn't holding back. He wasn't giving you the cookie cutter answers. He was pretty much saying, yeah, look, I'm here because of the guys in the locker room. Screw literally everybody else. I'm going to give it one more good run and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. But uh, I, I do enjoy that whenever an athlete, whoever it may be, gets more real and doesn't give you the cookie cutter answer because it gives you a better peek behind the curtain of what somebody is feeling, what they believe or what they're thinking. And you saw, I mean, he, he literally does not give a shit one way or the other about anybody in the front office, you know, and it's literally in there for the guys that put on the helmets and put on the pads. Uh, you know, he, he kind of even said, if you're going to release our, you know, number two wide receiver in training camp, why don't you give me a heads up about that? You know, talking about, uh, um, I forget the fellow's name now, um, that they, they, he, one of his favorite wide receivers they released in training camp last season. He was pretty upset was about like the sixth guy. I know. Was, you're talking. But, but yeah, but he considered we talked him the about se- this before. Yeah. Yeah. But he considered him the second best wide receiver on the team. Yeah. Um, and uh, then obviously the Jordan love thing, he says he doesn't really care about that. That wasn't a big deal to him. But you know, deep down, it, it absolutely was because uh, they're literally drafting somebody to to replace you, and uh, you know when you could have used that draft pick for some offense, some for somebody to help you get to the next level and, and be able to win an NFC Championship game. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride. I'm all set on the vaccinations. I'm all set on everything COVID related when it comes to to training camps in the NFL because a lot of it doesn't make sense um, with some of the protocols they have or whatever it may be, and. Uh, and the Deshaun Watson thing, who knows? I think people kind of forgot about that whole thing until about a week ago. Yeah, no, it uh, it is weird what's going on because he could still be suspended. And like I saw today, he didn't take any first team reps. It was all Tyrod Taylor, but Tyrod. yeah, that's up in the air. Um, but the the vaccination thing is a big is a big story though. I know you don't, but it's 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 a it's a really big deal because if you get to those thresholds. If a guy's test positive or he's on the list, if they're unvaccinated, they have to sit out at least 10 days. And then if they're not, they can come back, I think, with uh, uh, two negative tests in a 24-hour span. So it's a big, big deal. And I think you should care about it because Washington, like Ron Rivera is cancer and he's a high-risk guy. And they're players that don't even care about getting the vaccination. And to me, if I'm a fan, I'm saying, look, our coach has cancer. Had cancer, he's high risk. This is a middle finger to him. Like if I if I'm a Washington fan and I hear a player on that team that's unvaccinated and said they don't want to get the vaccine, and they're like, I'll do anything for Coach Rivera. I love this man. Clearly, you won't get vaccinated. And that is one thing that you could show your love for Ron Rivera. So I think that's a huge, especially in Washington, that's a huge story. And that's exactly why I'm all set on it. Like, I don't care hearing about it. I like, I really don't care about hearing about it every single turn. Now, as a fan, you're absolutely right. If we're going to make a run at this thing, everyone, like, we've had a lot of people kind of hype up Washington saying that they think that they're going to, you know, either win the division. Uh, Sam Acho, who uh, is a brilliant man, much, much smarter than Emmanuel Acho, his brother, much, much better football player said that Washington was probably the biggest threat to Tampa Bay in the NFC, which I could not agree more. Uh, But so as a football fan, obviously you want the team and the players to do everything possible to set yourself up for success for the season. And if that means getting vaccinated and, and making sure you stay healthy, you stay on the field, yada, 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 then, then yeah, that's what you want. But as far as just hearing about Cole Beasley or hearing about whoever and whatever, and everyone about you know everything that goes on with being vaccinated and you know Tampa Bay's giving guys yellow sweat or yellow uh wristbands if you're unvaccinated red wristbands if you are vaccinated to kind of pinpoint the guys that aren't you know like I said I'm I'm really all set with it I really don't care and a lot of it is very like I said there's very there's quite a few things that it's just they don't they kind of contradict each other. So I don't I don't know one way or the other, you know, if the NFL knows what they're doing, if they're trying to fly by the seat of their pants or what's going on. Uh, but again, as far as the story goes, I'm all set with it. 
I get no, I get I'm I'm a little tired of the whole Cole Beasley thing and hearing about his his thing and what he says and just like whatever. I don't I read part of his thing and his first sentence was I'm not anti vax, I'm not pro vax, I'm pro choice. Okay, fine, but and then him saying that the NFL is not giving us all the information on vaccines. I don't think that's really true. Um they've your coaches and your organization will give you all the information that's going out there. And part of it is the vaccine is still so pretty much new. It's very effective. If you get one of the two shot, two shot ones from what I've been reading, 95%, 90%, it doesn't mean that it's like, you're going to be invincible. If you get it, you could still get it, but it definitely limits the severity of your uh, illness. If you do get it and really, 99.5% people that get it aren't going to die. That's pretty damn good in my mind. If you look at it, it's so a 0.5 or only dying. It's like, yeah, the new Delta variant, we really don't have that much info on that. It sounds like the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is not very effective against that, like around 55 or 60%. But like, we're still learning stuff about the vaccine. So all the information out there is, is what's going to be given. And some of it, we just don't know. And, and, I think some of these. But why players- is it so? Okay, you're you're right. Uh, let me. I want to interrupt you for just a second. You said there's still a lot of information there that we don't know. You're 100 percent right. So why is a guy going to be penalized or frowned upon for waiting to for there more information to be to come out but or waiting for? I, look, I get it. I get it. There's there's stuff out there already. But maybe he wants to know everything he can and not just oh this is what we know thus far. There's still more information that we're still learning. Well, why can't he just wait and learn all of that information before he makes a choice one way or the other and not be criticized for it? That's my biggest thing. Like, so what if he wants to get the uh, the vaccine, if he doesn't, whatever it may be. If somebody wants to learn more info about it, then that should be that they shouldn't be frowned upon for that. Like, I, I, that that's the part that gets me. We people and scientists will admit we don't know everything just yet. OK, well. Why can't a guy wait till there is more information out there or that they are closer to knowing everything? Or it's like, hey, we have this thing figured out. Why is he going to be criticized for for waiting for that? But that's going to take like that could take years to figure out. OK, then scientists work harder. Like They're working. Pre- I know you're joking, but they're working pretty damn hard. Um, but I, they don't they don't know when they're going to find out more information. They're doing as much as they can. And when they when they find out, they'll let everybody know. Yeah. Like I think they've been pretty good about figuring out things so far. Um, I mean, you just go look at the places that that if you want a map, go look at the places that are the un, the highest areas of unvaccination rates and where the most COVID cases are. There's a pretty good correlation about that. And I the main thing is about this is look, you're you could still get it if you get the vaccine, but it's going to limit your chance for severe severe illness and death, and that should be good enough for people to get the vaccine. And again, I'm not saying if you have a medical problem, like go talk to your doctor or whatever, and you figure out, hey, let's wait for more. That's fine. And if a player says, hey, I talked to my doctor, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. We we talked about it. I'm waiting till more information comes out because I'm high risk, blah, blah, or I have some some condition, this and that. Great. That's fine. But the person that's just like, I'm just not taking it because I'm not going to take it or whatever. I think that's that person's doing a disservice to their teammates. And then the last thing on this is like, if I got to hear another football player misinterpret HIPAA, I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Like you a reporter asking a player if they're vaccinated is not a HIPAA violation. If they asked your doctor if you're vaccinated, then they could say, hey. I'm a hippo. I'm not, I'm not going to say that, but them asking you and then you moronically throwing HIPAA out there. I'm done with that's in the, I can't deal with any more HIPAAs out there. I they, do like the, the Twitter jokes about it though. The Twitter jokes about it are hilarious, but these players think in there, it, it comes down to, Oh, I'm going to be really smart. I'm going to throw HIPAA on you. You're a moron. You're just coming off like a moron. Yeah. Like Dak, Dak sounded like an idiot saying, Oh, I think oh, that's a HIPAA thing. No, dude. It's not. Just say I'd rather not answer the question. That's better than making yourself look like an idiot. That's I'm so over that. But yeah. uh, I mean, he's got a shoulder thing now. Who knows? That that's the one thing. The HIPAA thing is just like, God, sound any more ignorant about what what you don't know. I don't. I didn't. I didn't hear any kids. I didn't hear uh, your parents or whatever anybody yelling HIPAA when you went to public school and you were. They were asking about uh, your vaccinations or can we see your vaccinations? I didn't see any of that. 
when no one's throwing hip on that, it's only now we're throwing hip on there. It's just ridiculous to me. Um, but training camps in full swing. Obviously, we heard more. What do you think is going on with Deshaun Watson? You think he's going to get traded? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think he does get traded. Um, and I think that the Texans have to take a big, big discount. They're not going to get what they thought they would have originally uh, to, uh, to, to get rid of him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I would think so. But also, the NFL's got to they got to kind of pick up the pace here and figure out if he's going to be suspended for like the start of the season or like they've got to they've got to make some moves or they got to put their foot down and say, hey, we're putting you on indefinite leave. What the, the uh, MLB did with Trevor Bauer, like they got to do something. They, this can't be up in the air. Well, they're focusing on trying to control the players' bodies and not what the players do to other people. So, you know what I mean? They they got their focus shift other way. Other well, they could do both. They could, but... but they're also saying to? we want more information that is funny on that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I, who knows? Uh, that, that whole case has been pretty quiet lately, too. Yeah, uh, apparently there's now 10 women that have actually filed formal... Um, charges with the police and not just civil lawsuits, which they were originally. Um, so I guess, you know, they'll be investigating that. And uh, I guess they have to make, they have to get, like you said, to get more information before they make a final judgment. Yeah. We'll have to see him. I mean, the Texans are going to be bad either way, but him on the field definitely, uh, definitely helps them, uh, helps them out. Do you have anything from training camp that is also out there? That's uh, on your mind. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's all going to be Washington based. Nobody really cares about that. Um but, uh, yeah, no, I'm just excited that it's here because uh, a lot of stuff is always, you know, from from the end of February till now, it's all just speculation season and you're just speculating on everything. And now you can finally start seeing some things put into place, uh, you know, for a team like Washington. Is it going to be Fitzy? Is it going to be Heineke? Uh, you know, things like that. So uh, I'm just excited it's here and, and uh, you know, we'll see how things play out. I did. So Mike Sando from the uh, Athletic did his. Um every year and then in the midseason at the beginning of every year he does the quarterback uh, tiers he talks to a bunch of executives and he does the tiers did you see any of these yesterday uh, no so we got 50 coaches and evaluators that rank the league starters your tier one guys are rogers mahomes those are both they got unanimous then brady got uh 41 tier one votes and nine tier two votes so he was three then it goes wilson Watson, those are the only guys in tier one. It's uh, Watson, Russell, Wilson, Brady, Mahomes, and Rodgers. Those are the only tier one guys. There's five. And then in tier two, I found tier two pretty interesting. Josh Allen is at six. He's he's the top of tier two. That doesn't really surprise me after his last year. Neither does Lamar Jackson or Stafford in tier two. Really, that comes in at number nine. Um, that doesn't surprise me at all either. But this is when I this is when I started to raise some eyebrows. They said that uh, Justin Herbert was tier two at number ten, hmm. and then Kyler Murray was tier two at number twelve. Yeah, no. And Burrow tier two at fourteen. I thought that was Burrow played what eight games? Yeah, they're nine. He was two seven and one as a starter. <laughs> Herbert, I'm fine with like because he had a good season, one rookie of the year. Um, Kyler Murray. I see. I know I'm not fine with her. I'm not fine with any of those guys in, in tier two. I think I'm they not... all should, I think they should all be bumped down. I, the one that I can make the biggest argument with, or excuse me, the biggest argument for is Herbert. Um, but as far as all three of those guys, I don't know that they belong in that, in that tier. I would say I would make a bigger argument for Kyler over Kyler, yeah. Herbert because he's been at least two years yeah. and they at least, were in the playoff hunt. A lot of the herb, like Herbert was great, but wasn't a lot of it too. Like, Hey, we're down late in games. We're going to be thrown. I mean, don't get me wrong. Justin Herbert had a great season and Anthony Lynn definitely held him back as a coach, but it's only a one year. He's been the highest. Uh, they said no quarterback has ever been higher, uh, since, um, since, uh, Prescott for a tier one his average was 2.14 and prescott's average was 2.52 so beat him by a whole pretty much four tenths of a point um no one's been higher after their first year than herbert the herbert look i 
I like Herbert, but we might need to slow the train, the hype train down on him. Just for his own safety. Well, I mean, if you if if for that reason, fine. You know, I can I can somewhat agree with that. Um, but I think the guy's good. I think he's gonna have some some success, especially uh getting out from underneath Anthony Lynn. Yeah, no, I agree. So then tier three rolls on. Who do you think the top of tier three is? Oh man, I'd have to uh Matt Ryan. No, he's a tier two guy. He was eleventh. Or was he in tier two? Tannehill uh, was in tier two as well. He was thirteenth. Oh, uh, tier three, Derek Carr. Yep. Roethlisberger. 15, 16. Yep. Baker. 17. Yep. Wentz. Uh, he was 20, but then there's, uh, cousins and Dak. Goff at 18 and 19. Um, Garoppolo was 21. Daniel Jones, 22. Now we're in tier four. Um, where they have Dak nine. They had him ninth. He was tier two. Rough he was behind. How's Fitzpatrick not in tier two? He was behind Stafford and Lamar Jackson in tier two with Josh Allen. And they said a lot of it was because um, uh, he was hurt. They, It was hard for people to vote him tier one because he was hurt last year. But they pretty much said he's. But they put Joe Burrow in tier two when he was hurt, too. Yeah, but what they saw from him, they said, and one of the evaluators that was interesting, uh, they said, here, I'll read the, uh, um, uh, what did the guy, they said what, they said two GMs had said when they were watching him play on tape, and then when they, when they actually played them in the game, he said their guys um, were just beating the crap out of them, and were just like, he's, 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 um, He's coming up talking trash and making plays with his arms and legs. They're like, it's way more impressive um, than what we saw on tape when we saw him on the field. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, but uh, yeah, Fitz was, uh, he was in tier three, but he was 23. So tier three goes from 15 to 23. He was tier three. The guys he was ahead of were Sam Darnold, Winston, Teddy B, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Tua, Hertz, Locke, and Tyrod Taylor got was 32. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I find I find the uh the tears interesting in hearing what some people have to uh have to say about that. But all right. Do you have anything else before we wrap up? Yeah, I got one quick story for a uh when you think you still got it and you realize you don't. All right, let's hear uh, it. And it doesn't really fall under that umbrella specifically, but just kind of a humbling moment for your boy the other day. Uh, so I show up to my facilities, do a couple lessons, uh, as I do Monday through Thursday. Uh, I had a no-show, and uh, nobody was in our, what we call the pro batter, which is a, a uh, similar to, uh, it's, a, I mean, it's a pitching machine, but there's a projector screen that shows the, the pitcher throwing it, so you can time it up a little bit and get a little realistic game time action. Uh, so your boy is in there hitting, have it cranked up to 80, doing pretty well. But uh, so the projector screen is so obviously it's like a like a movie screen in front of the pitching machine. Well, as the ball comes out, it hits the side of the hole of the uh, screen where the where the image is projected on and sends an 80 mile an hour back foot slider right at my Achilles tendon in my back foot and smoked me. And that shit is still howling right now. It's oh. it's swollen. Uh, it didn't get bruised, but it is definitely uh, like I said. There, you can see you can see the marks of the ball on my ankle, and uh, quickly made me realize, hey, buddy, you know, there's still uh, you know, there, there's still some uh, some stuff that uh, you left out there when you when you hung them up. So that was that was real humbling. Hadn't taken a ball that hard to the body, you know, in quite some time. Did you think you were going to like MLB the show my player guy wrote to the show guy in the cage or like what what was the uh we were just taking some hacks you know just feeling just feeling good you know just kind of trying to kill some time uh what I went in it last week and I was hitting 72 76 I was like okay okay so we put it up to 80 boys still hitting line drives back up the middle um and uh but yeah and then so like I said just 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 getting some some hacks and just 
grinding it out, having a little fun. And then uh, as soon as I took that ball to the ankle, I was I was done. Gotcha. Well, that stinks. Yeah. But again, one <laughs> of those of, one of those that we've talked about, you know, that that you get humbled real quick when you think you still got it. You just got a little over the skis there. I mean, just a little bit. I mean, it's not going to take me out of the game completely. We'll jump back in there, but uh, we're going to wait, wait for the uh, the swelling and the pain to go away before we do it. That's probably a smart move. Yeah. I would have to say. All right. Well, that will do it for us. We'll be back on Monday. Lots to talk about on Monday Olympics and whatever else. Who knows? Breaking over the weekend. The draft is tonight. The draft is Thursday. Everybody enjoy. We'll be back Monday. Mm-hmm.